You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 65. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I hope this doesn't get picked up on the on the podcast, but um, Amanda and I had some Indian food earlier, and so Amanda has really bad gas. So we're just <gasps> going to try to get through this podcast without uh, any sort of incidents. Why and are then you blaming we'll move it forward. on me? <laughs> you have to start this over. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. your gas. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a little bit of gas. Not a big deal. You ate the goat. I had goat curry. It was pretty delicious. You know, the thing is, is you know, with Indian food, um, it's delicious. You know, sometimes if uh, you don't have an iron stomach, it can uh, not be good for you um, later. <laughs> but, you know... Their rice, a little bit of goat curry, some butter chicken, um, you know, some garlic naan, and, you know, finish it off, you know, a little dessert, gulab jamun, it's delicious. I recommend it. Maybe, but you have to eat at, like, a really good Indian restaurant, like, authentic shit, because I've eaten a lot of Indian restaurants, and there are some that you just, you don't want to risk it. Um, but, that being said, we'll get to the podcast, <laughs> instead of talking about Indian food and, uh, and gas, um... I don't know why Amanda took it there, honestly. You know, I, I, you know, I feel like we're trying to be a... like that. Uh, you know, I just, you know, we need to... Uh, come on, come on, get with it. So, you know what's funny is, you know, to kind of get back to this before we get into the podcast, is earlier, you know, I might have let out a small toot, right? <laughs> small. Already started so, with a lie. I mean, no, 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 no. We're playing, we're playing some WoW. You know we're uh, we're leveling uh, a Majin hunter, and uh, you know we're we're questing, and I let out a, a small toot while we're playing, and you know <laughs> I I just happened to have <laughs> no 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 you're sharing no. the story. You know this is hilarious. I hate you. So <laughs> on the table, it's not I had, funny. No, this is fucking hilarious. It's not funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. They had some multi-purpose duster for not you know funny. electronics equipment, um, and it was on the table. And so, I mean, you know, I use it for my laptop and my keyboard and and all the little electrical instruments. I mean, that's exactly what it's for. You know, keep them clean. And it was there, and I thought to myself, like, <laughs> I could blow this. It's not funny. toward her, and she wouldn't. <laughs> so. I grabbed the duster, the multi-purpose duster, and I kind of like, you know, grabbed it and just kind of put it behind me and just gave it a little, and she looked at me like, what are you doing? Like, that's not going to kill the odor, you know, because obviously it's fucking multi-purpose duster. It's not like Glade. And as soon as she said that, she goes, you blew it toward me. And she was just like, it's fucking horrible. And she's like, I'm like, hey, it worked. It was insane. Like, I mean, it's high pressure fucking multipurpose duster. So it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It just took that whole little cloud and just went and just threw it right at you. It was hilarious. I didn't know it was going to work, but it it did. It was so gross. (laughs) It smelled so bad. (laughs) Mm. You stink. That shit was fucking hilarious. You stink. So, um, <clears throat> you know, now that we've kind of got that whole story out, 
I feel like we can start episode uh, 65. What do you think? You think we can do this? You shouldn't be proud of that. No, no. I think I'm not really proud as much as I just kind of want to tell a funny story. I, I'm not like, oh, yeah. No, maybe I am a little proud. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we'll start off with, um, with uh, you know, some Blizzard news. So BlizzCon, you know, we've said before that we're going to be attending BlizzCon um, next month. And uh, BlizzCon had finally announced, like, you know, what all the bonuses were going to be for, like, you know, in-game stuff as far as, you know, items that you were going to get. You know, obviously the attendees aren't the only ones that get these items. Um, now people that purchase virtual tickets um, also get a lot of the uh, digital goodies that everybody gets. Um, and I, I know that if you get a virtual ticket, you also qualify to be able to purchase the, like, boxes of loot that you get when you attend BlizzCon, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, because I think we had done that one year. We thought we weren't going to be able to go, and then we were. So we ended up having to get refunds on it. Um, so, you know, basically, if you buy the virtual ticket, you can still buy, um, you know, these, you know, the cool little loot boxes they give you when you get to BlizzCon. It just costs a little bit extra. I want to say it's like 45 50 bucks, or something like that. But anyways, um, they announced everything that you were going to get as far as, like, digital goods um, as part of the virtual ticket. And so you end up getting mounts, um, one of them which is a, a Storm 1 Sky Chaser, and the other one's an Augurmar Interceptor. The Sky Chaser is basically like one of the gnome, the large gnome ships that you're used to seeing in any of the previous expansions, you know, basically like the attack ships. Um, but it's like really small in size, so it's like a very tiny ship with a couple of little cannons. Um, and like if you press the space bar, it kind of like stops kind of like slides back and then like you know throws cannon fire it's super cool um the thing is though is i mean it can still fit in small doors even though it's oversized because they kind of did a workaround on that but like when you're going through water it's a pain in the ass like it for whatever reason going through water it's just it sucks um but the horde one it uh basically looks like you know a fucking blimp that you would take a zeppelin. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, a ze- you know, like when you take a zeppelin to go from one city to another, it basically looks like instead of you know a big boat, you know, it's like a you know goblin rigged up, you know, some sort of you know single person rocket, and then attached it to a zeppelin bloom, which it does look pretty cool. Um, but it's it's funny because as big as the storm, uh, the sky chaser is, fucking zeppelin looks like twice as tall. By comparison, when you're looking at it, it's just because it's taller. It's not. I mean, bigger yeah, width, yeah, width wise. I concur. So, um, moving on, um, Overwatch. Um, I mean, because those are obviously mounts that you get with, uh, you know, World of Warcraft. With Overwatch, you get a BlizzCon 2017 Winston skin, and the best way to describe the skin that Winston gets, it's actually very similar in design to. Um, the skin that you got for Bastion in uh, the uh, last year's BlizzCon. It's like a carbon fiber slash blue hued, you know, a little bit of gray, um, kind of like wrap. And so that's essentially what Winston's skin looks like. That so, just means Blizzard wasn't very original. Yeah, they really didn't go too crazy with uh with him they basically just 
took the design off of fucking Bastion and wrapped it around Winston. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's better than a lot of the fucking blue skins that Winston has. Because, I mean, a lot of the blue skins that a lot of the characters have, essentially all they do is just change the hue of a color. So it'll be like, you know, there's one skin where, like, Winston's fucking green, and there's one where he's, like, some sort of teal or whatever. You know, at least this one, I mean, he fucking actually kind of looks cool without having to spend between, you know, 250 and a, and a thousand points in order to get a, you know, cool skin. Because, I mean, even a lot of the epic level skins for Winston kind of suck. You know, the only ones that are any good, and there's only, like, one or two, I think, that are decent are the uh, thousand point skins. The legendary ones. So, uh, moving on. Um, StarCraft 2, you get a Junker, um, SCV, a Probe, and a Drone skin. Now, I mean, that is cool. Some people are probably hyped for that. Uh, Amanda and I, we do have StarCraft. Um, we just don't play it very much. So, I mean, it is cool that we have it. Um, but, you know, it's there. Woo-hoo. So... Yeah, I mean, we're all about that. I mean, shit, we love all Blizzard games. We own all Blizzard games, and we do kind of play them here and there, but we have our favorites. Um, So then we move on to Heroes of the Storm, and you get a Nexus Razorback mount, which actually looks fucking really cool. That's cool. I I actually wish that that was a mount for World of Warcraft. Yeah. That would be fucking really neat. But um, you get it for um, Heroes of the Storm, and it says, and more, it looks like there's, uh, like some sort of, let me see here, there's like a spray that it comes with, and like a, a BlizzCon 2017 portrait, um, that it also comes with, so, um, we move on to Diablo 3, and in Diablo 3, it's a Merkromancer pet. Now, I would love to have this pet again for World of Warcraft as like a fightable pet. Now, that being said, I'm not much of a fucking wild pet battle person. But I do like the pets anyways, like as far as like just collecting them. Amanda's more the person that would like, you know, level these motherfuckers to 25. Uh she does that shit a lot. She's a, it's like all the little things like in the game. Achievements. Yeah, she's all she's an achievement whore. She just goes for all those achievements and like doing all the professions and side quests and all that stuff like that's that's her shit can they also make this one as a stuffed animal because that's super cute i know right it's it's really cool i mean if you if you want to take a look at some of the stuff that we're talking about as far as like the list um i would just go to like news.blizzard.com and then go to the blizzcon sequence that's uh listing everything um so then um for her stone there's a uh, mystery goodie and the mystery goodie it um it just shows you know like a legendary type card um but you know are you getting a legend are you getting a <laughs> random legendary card are you getting like some cool card back like I, you know what i mean like i don't know what it is but it basically says that um it, or here's what it says it says what's on the deck for hearthstone players the innkeeper's not quite ready to show his hand quite yet so this is arriving after BlizzCon. Um, they'll probably announce it at BlizzCon, and then everybody else will get it after the weekend's out. Um, so who knows what'll be there? Uh, I think they don't know. You know, I think they do. <laughs> I, I just have a feeling like 
You know, they 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 have to tease something, right? I mean, they already told us pretty. I mean, in a lot of stuff, we already have. I mean, in BlizzCon's not till next month. Yeah, we already have the mounts. The games they pick Hearthstone to be the one. You know, I mean, it's you know, as far as like competitive gameplay and you know esports and stuff like that. I mean, it's gotten pretty big. You know, in terms of you know the crowd that it draws and you know the competitiveness of it. I mean. Heroes of the Storm, shit. It gets a ton of people. It gets wild. I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, obviously we're World of Warcraft players. And so, um, like, I have a natural interest. I want to watch the World of Warcraft PvP championships. And, I mean, they were, it was pretty cool to watch them last year. And we were able to be, like, second row watching, um, you know, all the teams battle it out. Um, But I'd say only about, like, half of the seats were taken for, you know, even the finals. Whereas, you know, trying to get semi-decent seats for watching the finals and Heroes of the Storm was fucking packed. And, and, like, Hearthstone was equally packed. Overwatch, it was fucking impossible to get in there because they only had, like, a fourth or even, like, a sixth of the seats inside their small arena compared to, um, you know, some of the other games. And then, obviously, none of those games even compare to the arena that is available for StarCraft. StarCraft is fucking massive. Um, you know, it's, it's it's huge. So, um, you know, that being said, we move back to some of the WoW news. And one of the things um, that uh, is coming up is, I mean, this is, you know, kind of from three days ago, but it's just letting everybody know that, um, you know, the BlizzCon 2017 schedule and map are now live which means you can probably go to the the app and download it um, so that you have it, you know, prior to um, showing up, obviously. And then the um, other thing was that, uh, you know, obviously if you already have tickets or you have purchased um, a virtual ticket, although I don't know if this applies just to virtual ticket holders, um, I do know that it applies to people that, um, or obviously going to BlizzCon and have their passes. Um, that I think it was the 13th that um, they started allowing for pre-purchase of the items. The 13th was Friday, and that's when we got ours. Right, so it was earlier than that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So we got our stuff Friday. I think it might have been Tuesday. Um, God dang it, I can't find it. Um but anyways, as it stands, okay, so it was October um it was October 10th that it announced that they were allowing early access for virtual ticket holders and um people who are going to be attending BlizzCon. Um now the actual open sale for everybody opens October 17th. Um and so this is for all the Blizzard merch. And this is for all of the BlizzCon exclusives, which, I mean, hell, who knows how many of the exclusives are going to be left by the time the general sale opens up on the 17th, because I would say a lot of the stuff that we purchased was a lot of Blizzard exclusive stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's non-exclusive that's neat, Um, but I think there's only like one or two things that we purchased, you know, overall that, you know, weren't BlizzCon exclusive. Like, um, I bought a Overwatch hat. Um, I bought, uh, our son, a, uh, Genji themed Overwatch hat. Um, they had a bunch of different, like, cute but deadly bags, you know, that girls will like, you know, different totes, um, 
travel bags, a backpack, and then they had like a really big backpack that I think that one was like 150 bucks. They had a lunch bag too. Yeah. Um, the lunch bag I think was like 30 or $40, something like that. Mm-hmm. Can't think. Um, so, you know, we bought, you know, like one of those bags, you know, got to have the, you know, the 2017 BlizzCon shirt. You know, we bought a couple of those. Um, you know, we spent so much money that we got the, you know, commemorative little, you know, golden murky, you know, when you spend over a certain amount of money, I think it's like 150 bucks. He's so cute. And, uh, you know, and then we bought the commemorative pin that's like the 2017 BlizzCon pin. Um, and I ended up buying the World of Warcraft themed backpack, which it was pretty plain, um, you know, at first sight and it's kind of in a rectangle shape. It's gray, you know, it has a little patch it says World of Warcraft, and it's got, like, a little, you know, other little W uh, pin that's on, like, one of the straps. Um, but when you unzip the backpack, it has the WoW symbol, like, all lined on the inside. It's really cool looking. And, you know, for me, um, I have a bunch of other backpacks. The thing is, is, like, some of my backpacks are big, and they can carry a lot of stuff. But the dimensions, as far as, like, how they're shaped at the top... Um, when I try to travel to conventions, um, it's a pain in the ass to travel with my laptop because even though these backpacks are big, the way they're shaped at the top, my laptop doesn't quite fit in any of my backpacks and I have some fucking big backpacks. And so what I end up having to do is I have to put my laptop in my duffel bag with some of my clothes because it's my, my laptop is too big. I have like the biggest sized Alienware that they carry. I think it's like the R17. And it's like the R17, the R417 or whatever. Anyways, it's it's really big. It's really wide. And it's a pain in the ass to get in a backpack. And I was looking at the dimensions of this one. I'm like, holy shit, I think this might actually fit. So I ordered the backpack, which I think is about 40 or $50 on the Blizzard Gear site. And it fits perfect. It slides right in. I don't have to fucking move anything around. The way it's shaped is perfectly meant for a large laptop. And, you know, it has enough, uh, like, accessory pockets and stuff like that for me to, you know, put, um, you know, like, my extra USB ports plug and my mouse and my keyboard and all my other stuff um, in there. And it seemingly fits pretty well. So, you know, my wow bag is now my laptop gaming bag so i'm very happy with that purchase you know i was kind of kicking myself in the ass afterward because when we made this purchase um there was a bag or not a bag but a a jacket that i I wanted to get and initially i was kind of like yeah i don't know if i want to get it because um the jacket was uh god darn it you remember what that jacket was called it was like field jacket yeah it was the world of warcraft field jacket it had like a green color to it like a little bit of gray um it was like kind of fuzzy on the inside it's meant to be like a warm winter kind of jacket the back you know kind of wasn't you know i I liked it but i didn't like it i mean design wise it looked really cool but it had a really big like world of warcraft (laughs) w on the back and i was kind of like damn it like you know it's like yeah i know it's a world of warcraft jacket but it's got this huge W on the back, and, like, the jacket looks really cool, but the big W on the back, I was kind of like, damn it, like, they could have made it, like, smaller, like, you know, put it on the shoulder, you know, so there was kind of like, you know, hey, it's a World of Warcraft jacket, but it's not, like, a massive fucking emblem on the back, um, 
And so I ultimately didn't get it at the time because it was when they first announced that they were allowing purchases that first day and it was marked as $70. And so I was like, eh, you know, maybe I'll, if I decide to get it, I'll just get it tomorrow. You know, like if, if, if I decide a day later that I wish I would have got it, then I'll go back and get it. So, um, I order all the rest of the stuff. I kind of just leave it in the cart and just kind of think it over. And the reason is, is because last year when we went to BlizzCon, I ended up purchasing the, the black um, bomber jacket, which that jacket's cool as fuck. Like, I love that fucking jacket. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I bought that jacket. And I'm like, oh, you know, do I really need another World of Warcraft jacket? You know, oh, it's slightly different. I should just go with it. So the next day, I go back to the Blizzard gear store and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to get this jacket because, you know, why not? I go back to the Blizzard gear store and the fucking $70 jacket is like 125 bucks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what changed between yesterday and today that it's 50 bucks? It's still part of the pre-sale. Like, why was it $70 the first day and now it's $120 the second day? And so I didn't know if it was some sort of glitch or if it was intentional. And so I opened a ticket, you know, to talk to somebody from the Blizzard gear store. And they basically said, hey, whatever the fucking website says, that's what it is. They don't tell us shit. You know, it is what it is. And I was just kind of like, damn it, you know, like 50 bucks difference, which... I mean, it's a drop in the bucket, you know, compared to some other people, like, when they buy the fucking, I mean, like, there was, like, you know, one person about, like, two fucking Illidan statues last year, and those things were, like, crazy expensive, like, like hundreds bucks. of hundreds of dollars, yeah, and people were just dropping, like, you know, G's inside the fucking gear store, and, you know, or buying, like, you know, 100, you know, 200, you know, those fucking little metal pins, you know, the collectibles, make sure they got, like, you know, all the gold yeah. variants and everything, and I mean, so, you know, people are obviously, they have a lot more expendable income than, than we do, huh? um, you know, but I was kind of like, eh, you know, if it was $70 at one point, maybe it'll go back down to $70 at some point, you know, maybe after, you know, BlizzCon's over, there'll still be some of those jackets left, and then the price will go back down because the demand goes down, and I can get it later, um, but there's a lot of cool stuff in there, you know, one of the things that uh, our daughter really liked and, you know, again, this is just whether or not that it's going to be available for pre-sale in case it, you know, whether or not it sells out, um, is there's like a little snowball plush, you know, kids love the fucking plushies these days, our daughter's no exception, and so this little plush looks like May Snowball from Overwatch, and what's cool about it is that, you know, it has a little rocket, little rocket feet on the bottom, and the whole head turns on top of the little torso, so it mm-hmm. spins, and the ears are a little flappy, and the eyes, it comes with like six different patches that are Velcro, so that you can change the eyes of Snowball to like change the mood of the uh, of the plush. So, you know, the eyes can look like it's charging, or squinting, or winking, or whatever, and our daughter fucking absolutely loves it. She walks around with snowball in her hand and all the little eyes, like, constantly changing them. It's cute. Um, and I think that plush is, like, 35 bucks. It's it's well worth it, I mean, because there's plenty of... Because it's not tiny. Yeah, it's not, it's not a small plush. It's a, it's a bigger plush. And the thing is, too, is, I mean, you know, having attended a bunch of other conventions, not just BlizzCon, you know, but, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, LA Kamikaze, whatever, all of these conventions, I mean, you can end up going to you know, any booth and, you know, there'll be some $30 plushie that looks fucking weak. You know, this one's like a really well-made plush and it it's, 
I think it'll probably end up being like some sort of collectible. I mean, obviously, our daughter's going to be worth a lot because she is using it. But hey, that's what they're for. And our daughter loves it. So, um, again, there's all kinds of cool stuff up there. You know, definitely, you know, go take a look at some of that stuff. Or And if you want some of it, just, you know, the ticket's already sold out of BlizzCon. You know, get the virtual ticket and, you know, check out some of that stuff while there's still stuff up there. Because not everything's sold out. It's surprisingly, some of the stuff has lasted quite a long time. And I think that's pretty much that they've just bought bigger inventories of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's just, you know, more to go around uh, for everybody. And, you know, there's a lot more attendees this year. You know, Anaheim's finally finished up the expansion with, you know, what they've been building uh, to the front of the convention center off, you know, West Catella. Um, so, I mean, that's why they, uh, this year, you know, sold a third batch series of tickets. Um, kind of last minute was because they added another segment to you know, the convention hall. So, you know, who knows what's going to be there. I I hope that it's nothing, like, super cool, because it's going to be a pain in the ass, you know, going from, like, one side of the convention hall and then having to go all the way over to that corner, you know, like, if there's something, like, really cool happening over there. Right. I almost feel like, you know, maybe that should be the, you know, where they have, like, the Hearthstone bar Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. They kind of, like, put it over there so that, like, some of the other shit can, like, take place up on the second and, you know, second floor. Well, the map is up, we can always look. Yeah, and that'll be something that we'll take a look at. So, um, you know, and another piece of uh, Blizzard-related news is um, it looks like Blizzard has actually filed a lawsuit against a company in um, China. And essentially, this game developer, I mean, if you want to call them that, you know, more thieves (laughs) than anything, is that uh, there's uh, an app that was available on, I believe it's on Android and iOS, you know, mobile devices, phones and tablets and stuff. It's called Heroes of Warfare, and if you want to take a look at this game, um, there's a lot of gameplay videos on it on YouTube, if you just type in Heroes of Warfare, um, and essentially, it's just a blatant fucking ripoff of Overwatch, and now, I don't, I don't take, I don't say that lightly, I mean, because there's other games that are very Overwatch-esque, I guess, um, I mean, one of those games like Paladins. is Paladins. Our son plays this game Paladins, or he had been, but I mean, ultimately, he just loves Overwatch a lot more. Is you know, Paladins, you know, it it took a lot of things that you know Overwatch did and kind of changed them enough that it's different. But you know, it's it's obvious, you know, where they got their inspiration from. You know, and you know, the same can be said and argued for you know, Blizzard and, you know, their development of World of Warcraft, that, you know, their MMORPG is based on a lot of, you know, prior MMORPGs, and they basically combined a lot of popular things that made World of Warcraft successful. And so, you know, obviously a lot of these other companies are borrowing, you know, from Overwatch, some more than others, but this one is not just borrowing, this one's flat out fucking taking. And, um, you know, so if you watch some gameplay from Heroes of Warfare on YouTube, um, you mean everything from, like, the user interface, um, you know, like, the capturing control points, you know, all the little accents, you know, how the character works, um, you know, some of the talents of certain characters, you know, looks of some of the characters, you know, they might just be, like, a skinnier version of the Overwatch's character, or, you know, there's, uh, you know, like, a cowboy version 
you know, that looks like McCree, but instead of him being a white cowboy, he's Asian, you know, but like, you know, mechanically, a lot of the talents are even the same, um, you know, just a lot of shit like that. And then as far as like the maps, you know, a lot of the maps look like they basically just borrowed the map like straight from the game and didn't even bother to like reskin it or make it look different. You know, I mean, it yeah. might have changed like a little bit of color, uh, but not really. Um, and so there's just a lot of that, you know, and there might be a character or two that, you know, just aren't in Overwatch per se, like they did change them a little more than others. Um, you know, but there's several characters that are just obviously like just complete fucking ripoffs in the maps in the UI and all the other stuff just makes it really obvious. And so, you know, they're having to deal with this yet again. And the thing is too, is it's nothing new, you know, China has been, trying to borrow a lot of World of Warcraft shit for a long time. You remember when we did that? Remember when we talked about that story? Um, because China um, had a whole fucking World of Warcraft theme park. Yeah. Remember, they, like, took everything. They had, like, the castle, Stormwind, all this shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just, they just took took everything, made a big old fucking theme park, completely related to everything that's Blizzard. Just, you know, not approved or anything like that, but they did it anyways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff they're having to deal with constantly in China. I mean, but that's just any any other American company that finds success. I mean, a perfect example of that is, you know, the fact that, you know, when you go to China, um, you know, there's Apple stores that look like Apple stores that look like they're selling iPhones that are selling counterfeit iPhones that are fucking counterfeit stores that aren't actually Apple stores. They're not Apple employees and... You know, some of the fucking employees don't even know that they're working for some fucking knockoff. You know, they're under the impression, you know, they're working for the company and they don't work for the company either. You know, it's just, it's that bad over there. It's kind of crazy. And so, you know, they're having to deal with this lawsuit to try to uh, get, you know, this game removed from Android and iOS. And I think uh, one of the most annoying things I saw, you know, some of the comments for, um, you know, multiple um, outlets that it, you know, kind of reported on this story where that there's people that are like, oh, I fucking love this game. You know, I download on iOS, and yeah, it's obviously an Overwatch ripoff, but it's just so fun to play because I like Overwatch, and I like something that plays like Overwatch. And it's like, you're literally supporting a company <laughs> that fucking stole from Blizzard, and you're okay with that because you wish that Blizzard would come out with a mobile app. It's it, dumb. It's stupid. I mean... That, like, you would do that, um, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, people are going to do whatever they want to do, and, I mean, as long as they're not paying for it. I, I don't know whether this is free or paid or whatever the case is, but, I mean, obviously it's, uh, you know, theft of intellectual property, and it'll probably get taken down, you know, at some point because, I mean, it you'd have to be Stevie Wonder to see that this isn't just a completely fucking borrowed game. What's it called? Um, Heroes of Warfare, and yeah, it's just, it's pretty bad. So, um, I mean, shit, it's probably still on Android. I mean, if you wanted to take a look just for um, investigatory purposes to, you know, take a look at, you know, how fucking uh, ridiculous it is, you know, and how much shit they've borrowed and and stolen from uh, Blizzard, you know, you can give that a look. Um, You know, what I would suggest if... You know, you support Blizzard and, you know, you buy their games and you love their products that, you know, after you take a look at it, that you delete it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
can't so, see it on our phones. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, for all the, uh, Blizzard-related news, you know, we're less than, uh, you know, a month out. And, um, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're pretty excited. So, um, you know, no, just to finish up, uh, this podcast, we're going to talk really quickly about, um, two shows that had come out recently and kind of touch briefly on a third show. And so we're going to kind of segue into Netflix. And so, uh, with Netflix, there were two shows that came out fairly recently. One of them was called, um, American Vandal, which the whole premise of the show is about a troublemaking kid that's kind of an idiot that gets in trouble that likes to draw dicks on like everything. He's a known dick drawer. And so initially when we saw this show come out and there was a previews for it, I was like, is this a fucking joke? Like, is this a real show? Turns out it was a real show. And, uh, and so basically, um, somebody draws a shitload of dicks on like 50 fucking cars that belong to teachers in the staff parking lot. It's like 28. Mm, 50, 28, you know, tomato, tomato, right? Um, it plays a part in the show. Yeah, it does play a part in the show. So, yeah, it's like 28. Yeah, like documentary style, the show. <laughs> and how many times does it say 28 dicks? And you're over here, oh, it's like 50 dicks. It, hey, you know, what, you know, 28 dicks can look like 50 God. dicks from far away, right? I slept through some of those shows, and freaking I know it's like 28 dicks. <laughs> the whole show is just so ridiculous. So all this damage gets caused to all these cars. And so it's just like, who drew the dicks? And... Everybody draws a conclusion, and it has to have been this fucking guy, because he's a fucking guy that's always drawing dicks, and so it has to be him. And, you know, one of the teachers he had some beef with, and so she thinks that it was a personal attack, and it was just as... He just drew the extra dicks on everybody else's cars, so it looked like it wasn't pointed at her. And so he ends up getting expelled, and so this one kid, who's part of, like, the AV club at the school, which consists of, like, ten kids, which includes the one kid that was the dick drawer... um, you know, that kind of played into the fact they thought it was him because the video mysteriously went missing that recorded the staff parking lot where it could have been, you know, we could have found out who the bad guy was or, you know, exonerated him, but the tape went missing and there's only a couple of people that have access to that thing, which includes some of the kids from the AV club, you know, and some teachers. And, uh, you know, so yeah, it's a documentary style type show where this kid is trying to figure out the truth and, you know, whether or not it's going to exonerate um, you know, this kid who drew the dicks. Um, and I mean, some of the fucking theories they go through, it just gets utterly ridiculous about like, oh, well, it's impossible for this to happen it's because so and so is lying about getting a hand job. So, like, his credibility is going into question because he never got the hand job at camp. And this other girl, like, she doesn't want to admit what happened because she doesn't want to admit that she, you know, was hooking up with some guy, like, who's, you know, gross. But, you know, maybe that's not the case because she's hooked up with gross guys before. It's all super just ridiculous, but just really fucking funny. Um, As far as crude humor goes, I mean, I guess if you're more like a well-to-do, respectable person, you're just going to be aghast with how terrible and vile this movie, this uh, TV show is. But, I mean, if you just want a good laugh and lots of dick talk and... Lots of, you know, silly high school political shit that has to do with, like, you know, kids hooking up or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty funny. So I would definitely give that a give that a look. 
Um, we got through the show pretty fast, and overall, I was pretty happy with uh, the movie after it was all said and done. Um, oh, there's some sirens going on in the background? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Somebody needs help. So, um, anyways, the American American Vandals movie was actually uh, pretty cool. Show. American Vandal, the show, was pretty cool. Um, and then there's a non-movie that came, or not, not a movie. Show. Fuck. Why do I keep saying fucking movie? Fuck know. me. Get over it. Yeah. So anyways, another show that came out that was actually really cool. Um, that again, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, some of the shows are coming out with, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? So the show that they came out with, um, was called Big Mouth. Big Mouth. It's about two kids that are like super best friends. They have like oblong shake heads. They both look like they might be Peyton Manning's kids. Oblong. <laughs> and uh, you know they're they're uh, one of them's going through puberty, and then the other one not so much. Um, but there's a you know a girl who's like friends with these guys, who's also kind of you know going through her puberty stage as well. And the whole show is about like these kids, you know, going through puberty and like you know, weird emotional roller coaster type stuff and like, you know, getting boners at the wrong time and, you know, just, you know, having the urge to just randomly jerk off. I mean, it's fucking weird. Um, but as fucked up as it sounds, it was, it was really funny. funny. It was really fucking funny. Um, and I, I, I'm watching this show like, God damn it. I hope that's not what we have to look forward to when our kids go through this fucking phase. Um, because, Mm-mm. yeah, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, you know, some of the stuff that uh, that happens, I mean, there's a lot of graphic shit in there. Like, you know, they're like jumping on the fucking trampoline. <laughs> and then there's like a known neighbor that's always like, you know, pounding out Doing his wife. <laughs> like, you know, and, you know, they're just, he's drilling his wife and like you can hear these thwappy <laughs> sounds in the background you're just like oh god you know it's disgusting you know and they're just like oh hey kids you know he just doesn't even stop and you're just like what the fuck that's so weird <laughs> um you know but just a lot of shit like that um and just overall that movie was i mean or not the movie but the show was like kind of cringy <laughs> like kind of cringy at points because like I mean, this is definitely not a show you want your kids to watch this is not a, this is not a fucking kid show like at no. at the fuck all like not even like is not even like a oh hey kids this is what you could expect no 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 like this is a fucking adult show this is some Rick and Morty <laughs> level shit um probably worse to a certain extent um, not our kids watch Rick and Morty I know but I mean like you don't, <laughs> you don't get like cartoon nudity and like you know fucking cartoon dick and balls you know. You know, cartoon intercourse with fucking slappy sounds in the background. Like, it went a little further than, like, Rick and Morty goes. I mean, Rick and Morty's funny, but it generally doesn't have, like, a cra- you know crazy amount of raunch. It just, you know, ends up being, like, violent with, like, you know, some yeah. fucked up, you know, bad words and shit. But not, like, this big mouth level. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, again, it's one of those kind of shows where, you know, you do have to have kind of a crude sense of humor and just, you know, fucked up. Um, you know, just kind of, I don't know, a flawed sense of humor, I guess, um, to kind of enjoy it. Um, and if you do, then this is a show that you might want to watch uh, simultaneously while watching American Vandal 
you know, like you're like, you know, watch one show of each or just, you know, get through one show and then get through the other. Um, so I, I would say watch both of those shows because they were they were both really funny. Um, now to the third. Now, the third one that we're going to talk about is a motherfucking movie. It's not a show. Um, movie. The movie. What was the movie called again? The Babysitter. OK, so The Babysitter. The Babysitter is a movie that we screened probably fucking a year ago. Right? It was a year ago. It was about a year ago. We screened this movie, um, and we had to sign a fucking DNR. Not a DNR. No. <laughs> a fucking DNR. Wow. No, we we want to get resuscitated. Um, but it was a... Uh, That's... What's the, uh, what's the fucking word for the contract? Come on. You know it. You know it. It's an NDA. NDA. NDA, DNR. It's all the same, right? It's all acronyms. FBI, no, CIA. Not the same. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, NDA, we had to sign one basically, you know, saying, hey, look, uh, we're going to screen this show, um, this movie, and we're not going to say shit after it's all said and done because it was in its early development stages. Um, they had filmed most of the show, but they hadn't applied any, um, like, graphics to it there wasn't any special effects in it a lot it was really raw and so uh you know at the beginning of the movie they're basically like hey look this is the the movie try to ignore these things um anyways we watched it and we weren't really able to talk about it um but now it turns out that this movie went straight to netflix and we haven't watched it yet and what we're gonna do is on um this next this next episode um, we're going to talk about the comparison of what we watched, what we saw, um, from the, um, screening from last year and how they may have changed it, you know, having, uh, it just released to Netflix because, you know, one of the things they had done is they were getting opinions from everybody. So, you know, it was how the movie was. So, I mean, obviously they're going to make some changes to the movie, so we're going to talk about, you know, whether or not there were any changes, whether or not there were significant changes, and just overall how the movie is. I want to know if they kept in that Limp Bizkit song. Yeah, we'll find out. So um, that uh, that is uh, pretty much um, it for our show. Um, God damn, like, what show was this? We did 63. Five. 64, so this, yeah. So this is the end of episode 65. Um, episode 66 is going to cover... Um, a movie review of The Babysitter, which is now available on Netflix, and we'll talk about our comparison of how it changed from the screening to how it is now. Or maybe it didn't. <laughs> maybe it didn't at all. And maybe it's still is shitty looking. <laughs> Who knows? So, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'm Jesse with Amanda, saying goodbye. Bye.